And here's the two of themselves. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour. Hello and welcome to Dave and Isaac Discuss. My name is Dave. I'm Isaac. And in this week's edition of the podcast, I have the topic. You do. The ball's in my court. I hope so. (laughs) And I'm alone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not serving it back to you. All right. So I have a topic, and it is a band yeah, called Payable on Death. Oh, yes. But they're commonly known as P.O.D. I know them. I've listened to them. Yeah. It's not an acronym. It's just an abbreviation. Yeah, it's P.O.D. That's, yeah, a lot that's pe- really how you pronounce it. A lot of people... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how you pronounce it. A lot of people seem to forget the, uh, the final dot. Payable on Death. <laughs> <clears throat> a lot of times that's yeah. strange all right so let's talk about the band's history okay starts in 1991 that was their very first release I was it wasn't a release then. <laughs> it wasn't a release it was that was when they were did their first recording it was a demo tape they okay so they recorded a demo tape like in a studio that they probably paid 100 bucks to rent for an hour. yeah like they literally scraped their money together yeah and they and, and got where, everything together that they could, and they recorded a tape demo. They're Californian, right? So, uh, yeah, they're from San Diego. San Diego, California. So that's where they recorded, 1991. Yeah. And so like, I assume that they, they were like a garage band before then. Absolutely. They grew up right on the border of Mexico in San Diego, and they were very much a garage band. So WUV. Who? <laughs> W-V. W-U-V. WUV. The drummer. Okay. He uh, played drums. Yeah, yeah. The drummer played drums. He also plays guitar and things like that. But yeah, he played drums specifically. Okay. And his friend Marcus played guitar. And they were good buddies and they played a lot of stuff. You know, they played for the friends, garage band, uh, hangout. And this guy named Gabe, Gabe was a bassist. Yeah. So they hung out. Not a bassist. Exactly. That's a prejudice. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Whatever that might be. So, um, Kelly, they all fish but bass. <laughs> so they mostly just played music for their friends and in the garage and stuff like that. And uh, Sonny, who is the singer, S O N N Y, Sonny, Sonny. See, he's what old people call young people. Hey, Shanny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cut your hair, Sonny. At the time, so Wav is his cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Sonny at the time, his mother had just died of leukemia. Oh, that's pretty shitty. How old was he? Uh, fuck. I want to say 17, probably 19. Okay. So he's I want to say young, 17. Though. Young. Yeah. Okay. So he was asked by Wuv to like hang out and join the band because it was something for him to do and that way it would help keep his mind off of everything. And at that time, Sonny had just turned his life over to christ oh really he was really he had always believed in god um he grew up catholic to young parents though and uh wasn't really necessarily religious by any means he still doesn't identify as religious though who doesn't sunny sunny doesn't yeah he doesn't identify as religious okay he he identifies as a man of faith does do any of the other band members at this point are they christian I guess we're kind of jumping into this whole Christian thing, just like throwing it on people who might not know P.O.D. P.O.D. is often labeled 
a Christian band. But they're really a band of certain people who have faith. Yeah, and Christ. They often describe it's kind them as, of like Twenty One Pilots. Nobody understands that or knows that Twenty One Pilots band members are Christian because it's not a Christian band. Yeah, but Pod got distinct Christian music store That's play where they started. Right, right, right. But they also got you know to they got sets on Ozfest. They did sets recently. They're doing sets with ICP. Yeah. I mean that, and that's so, been very okay. normal for them. And they've they haven't just stuck to um, a Christian fan base. To them, they're playing rock music, and they're a band of Christians, and that's their faith. And they like to make positive, uplifting music, but they like this style of music too, the style that they make. Right. So basically, the focus should not be on their the faith. Christian part, but rather on the music, as it always should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're so, cool. I got you. So. So the and the answer is you don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. Which ones of them were were Christians in the the beginning? Did was there like a whole thing where they wanted to? I mean, obviously they got their start in the Christian medium. Yeah, but they they uh, no, they were all um, Christian, I guess, by okay. the standard term. Right. Okay. Yeah. Saved. Yeah. Believed in God. Yes. I no, I'm with you. I just don't know if any of them were like Satanism. Like Satanists, and, yeah. And one one guy, just one of them was a Satanist. One of them was Hardcore. like a quarter atheist. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it's part of his background? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. So he grew up atheist. They record their demo tape. <laughs> That's how the band got together, and they record their demo tape. Okay, what was it called? It was called Payable on Death. Okay. Of course, I wish I had it. It was just a little cool black name. tape. How many of them were made? Oh, like cassette? Yeah. Oh. It was back in the old days. <laughs> yeah, whenever that ha- had to be it. Um, it just said POD on it, and then it had a red line through it, and then underneath that said payable and death. Cool. Yeah, it was real simple. Was it good? Yeah. I mean, it was super early work. Like, they had been playing their instruments for so long, and Sonny was new to vocals and everything, and then, of course, it was... So it uh, wasn't good. <laughs> ...early recording, but if you like POD, you might like the roots. Don't start with the EP, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, don't start there. With the demo. Um, so in 1994, their bassist, uh, was replaced by a man named Trey Daniels and he would be their bassist from here on out. Okay. So the other guy was like, I just have other stuff. He probably had a real job, real job. Not necessarily, Uh, more or less. It was just one of those things where like, Hey, he would just wasn't, you know, there wasn't a click. Yeah. You pushed it in and it felt mushy. Nobody got pushed out. (laughs) Nobody got replaced. It was just, just, everybody knew that it wasn't clicking. He didn't. They, they didn't even have to push the little release to to remove him. He just kind of slid out. It was one of those things. Um, no, so but Trey, Trey clicked. He Trey came clicked. in and he went. <laughs> and he fit in like that puzzle piece they were missing, like a glove. And so, in on January 1994, just three years later, the exciting s- conclusion: snuff they all the died. Punk. What? <laughs> snuff the punk is released by Rescue Records. Snuff the punk. So I, this is the one with like the angel, uh, not the angel, but like the the winged creature on the front. It's an angel, and he's got like a demon in a headlock. Yeah, okay. Although on the website we'll have the the original image, which was like a total thug with a demon in a headlock and a gun. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool, and honestly, I would love to get a hold of that album like it's a collector amongst fans of course obviously look at that 
but it looks great. Like I want it so bad. I've got my own POD bag with all the CDs and everything. Um, but their first one was a lot but more. Your own POD bag, your man, your man bag, I'll, your man purse, your I'll, POD man purse. I'll post a picture of the the POD bag and all the POD. It's actually collection. a really cool bag, though. Yeah. Um. So they they had about about the whole album's length was about the time they had to record in general because of the money they could spend for recording Wait, the album. Hold on. So they basically had one take per track. Pretty much, yeah. They were like, this is the money we got to record. We better use it wisely. So, um, it was 1994 in January. There is a handful of articles that I read online, mostly just through Wikipedia and then finding the uh, the associated link to them. But, New Metal. N-U hyphen metal. Yeah. Was I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Well, it's Linkin Park, it's Corn, it's Limp so Biscuit. It's, so it's this it's kind of um, beat-driven, this sort of um, hip rock, hop. Rock, hip-hop blend yeah, okay. that really took over in the you know mid-90s, early 2000s. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so Corn is often, they're cited as one of the, the first one to do it, you know, amongst other bands. Well, P.O.D.'s album came out in January and Corn's came out in October. Ah, so Corn got their influence from P.O.D. No, 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 obviously, no, no, quite obviously, not. no. Corn no. has all their success success to pay on them. Corn's first album, and when they die, they're gonna pay for it. Corn's <laughs> first album's way better than P.O.D.'s first album. I can see that absolutely. But it is interesting to note that P.O.D. is often marked as another band that really started the new metal movement. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, then. They released Brown. That was the album title? Yeah. Oh, well, that's silly. Hold on. How about this? <laughs> Before that, they, they got a van, and that was it. And then they started touring. Just okay. hardcore. They built a fan base off of Snuff the Punk. All right. Just by touring. Yep. And then they were able to do Brown. So they had more time to do Brown. Oh. Well, it's be- the reason they did it is because they're... <laughs> <laughs> they were from, like we said, the Mexican border in San Diego, and they were all mixed race. And that was the concept is this super awesome ghetto-looking car, and the album was called Brown, the color of their skin. Okay. I, also, there's an original <laughs> album cover for that, and it looks way cooler, too. That's the one we'll have up on the website. All right. Um, I'll just accept all that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so... They continued touring, and they actually grew a rabid fan base off of these two albums. Not, not a rabid. They didn't all have rabies. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't foaming at the mouth. A, a rabid. Um, they, <laughs> no, seriously, they toured everywhere from Florida, Chicago, Alabama, it's weird. Louisiana, they Detroit. Go, rabies follows them around. <laughs> follows them. <laughs> They went everywhere with a van and a trailer. So they're the ones who caused the rabies pandemic. <laughs> there was a rabies pandemic? Yeah. What year was this? 96. Yeah, that year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so they went all over the States. And they recorded an album live at Tom Fest or live or payable on death live. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Exactly, pretty much. <laughs> they um, clearly did not have an official name for that one. This one has a re-release cover and an, an original cover, but I have both, so I'm not as concerned. Uh, yes, obviously. Right. Of course you have both. Well, I wish I had both of the other two. I've got the remasters. Who wants some remastered? 
I want the pale blue of Luke Skywalker's lightsaber from the original. But uh, this is actually where things really begin to take off because in 98, they signed with Atlantic Records. And this is where they started to get a lot more. What was their label before? Uh, Rescue Records. Because Atlantic is a pretty big label, isn't it? Atlantic's a huge label. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of the other one. I forgot it already. Rescue Records was owned by uh, Wov's uncle, grandfather. Shit, I can't remember which one. Um, but no, he's he's associated with a lot of Christian acts. They were under a Christian label. And they wanted to be able to pursue the music because they didn't feel like they were a Christian band again. They're just a band. Of Christians. With, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get why they, they but, switched. It was a great move. And what they were, was, What was the last um, album they released under the previous label? Rescue Records? Yeah. Live at Tom Fest. What was the first album they released under Atlantic? Uh, the Fundamental Elements of South Town. Ooh, rolls off the tongue. Fundamental. <laughs> the fundamental elements of Southtown. But before we jump into that, um, they signed with Atlantic Records. The gentleman who had heard their demo was like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, and I think Mr. Hahn should wear a... Cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. And a lab coat. When you play on the stage. Exactly. That's what that reminds me of. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. It's stupid. (laughs) So he said, though, that whenever he went to see a live show and he saw the kids actually, like, knowing every word to these obscure songs and things like that, that they were drawing a crowd, that that was a great place to start. Like, the kids were already doing word of mouth. They were already into the music. That's what. Everybody, sorry, we're talking about music today. I'm excited. I got lots of music in my brain. I can't perform it. (laughs) Well, they signed with them, and before they released their first album with Atlantic, The Fundamental Elements of Southtown, they released the Warriors EP as a little transition record between um, Rescue Records and Atlantic. So the, the Warriors EP had a handful of like demo tracks, but it also had the new track Southtown, which was upcoming on the fundamental elements oh, of Southtown. So it had one one little snippet. And some re-recordings of old songs on their previous albums, which was actually really cool because as you might imagine, the original or remastered recordings of the original tracks were still low quality. So it was great to hear them nice oh, and remastered, yeah. replayed. Re- remastered. From yeah. The, yeah, okay. So um, August 99, Fundamentals. Elements of Southtown, yeah. rolls out the tongue, drops. Um, Southtown and Rock the Party uh, did really well on the radio. They weren't like number ones or anything, but, they did well. but the music videos did well, and the songs did really well. And P.O.D. started picking up, and Sonny's dreads, because he had these long dreads that just grew over his career, started to really become an icon. <laughs> these dreads that he would wear. Well, he grew. Yeah. He made? I don't know. He grew them, Isaac. You After don't, you well, don't grow dreads. Well, no, though. he grew his hair, made the dreads, kept growing the dreads. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, also included with the initial release of Fundamental <laughs> was uh, a bonus EP, and it had a few demo tracks, and the final track was the band members saying something that you could like record onto your answering machine. Like, hey, this is Sonny <laughs> from POD. And then he did some lame rap. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do it for me. The whole rap. Nope. Yes. I'll make you a deal. We'll fade out this episode on Sonny's message. Okay. All right. At the end of this episode, you I can have to hear listen it. to this whole episode for no. that? <laughs> thing. At the end of the episode, Sonny is going to lead us out. Okay. All right. With his uh, rap. Yeah. So September 11th, 2001, it was a great point in American history, uh, monumental, because POD's satellite crashed on 9-11. It was beautiful. It crashed on 9-11. <laughs> That's no, terrible. No, seriously, though. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um this is this is serious though. Um, July fourth of two thousand eleven, the single "Alive" had been released, and from satellite from the album from satellite. the album satellite. Yeah, and since it was out before the album came out, that song had started already to pick up good radio play. It's a great song, catchy, yeah, sure. very memorable. Um, but that became a bit of an anthem for the nation in a way because you know it's a very uplifting song. That's Something P.O.D. has always worked on. It's having uplifting lyrics. Yeah. And that song killed it. I bet. After that event? Yeah. So genuinely, that was... I I mean, no no matter how you look at it, it wasn't them capitalizing on anything, but it was an incredible moment for that band. Yeah. It and, just happened to work out. And so Sonny feels good. really good about that song. He loves that song. He feels like it's affected lives, which is what he feels music should do music's affected his life yeah i get that um so there were a lot of different versions of satellite like just a bunch because satellite was a huge album it really was everybody knows satellite satellite was cover. big yeah um there was two b-sides critic was a song it was on the satellite single album okay i have most of these and then uh murder one was from the dope movie soundtrack but it's not like the new movie dope that came out recently it's d-o-p-e except there's a dot with everything you know p-o-d style okay wait yeah. wait it was a p-o-d movie no oh okay no it's just p-o-d style yeah with a dot after right leather sure um there were a few bonus tracks re-release bonus tracks and a dvd how many in all bonus tracks were there uh Five or six, but they were like remixes, acoustics, things like that. Oh, okay. Still good, though. No yeah. complaints here. I bet not. <laughs> um, in 2001, in TRL, or I'm sorry, in September of 2001, TRL was having so many requests for the video Alive. The, the video. Though, oh, they had the music video. Yet. No, no, no. For it to be played. Where at? TRL. Okay, so TRL was a, a video channel or a station channel that you'd pick up and you'd watch. Yeah. They were an MTV clone. Yes. And you would call in and say, like, I want to see this music video, like a radio station would for songs. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. So POD had so many requests um, that instead of airing the video, they had the com- POD come in and do a live hour set. One hour? In the studio. Wow. Yeah. That's big. That's cool. Um, this album also featured something, another song that we all know, even if you don't think so. Yeah. It was uh, Youth, of Na- Youth of a Nation. Yes. It was the second Holy single cow. from the album. That song. Yeah. It was inspired, it's rough to use that word, by the <laughs> tragic events that took place at Columbine. And more directly, there were shootings at Santana High School on March 5th. 2001 
And when was this track released? Well, it came out on the album. The first time right. everybody heard it was on the album okay. on September 11th. Yeah, okay. Well, they were probably busy, but you get the idea. Like, yeah. when they first heard that. That's probably a terrible day for like a, oh a, a drop, an album drop. It's crazy that that... Free 24-hour sales. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess for a band that's always been uplifting, it was... The people needed it, and it was a new type of music, and yeah, it really it was worked. A, a good time, yeah. For as far as that goes, yeah. But it's weird to say that, right? Perspective, yeah. Um, in the Santana High School shootings, a 15-year-old student named Charles Williams killed two and wounded 13 children. So here's how it affects, or I guess correlates directly with the song "Youth of a Nation." Um, on the song, Marcus said, and this is a quote. We were rehearsing and writing Satellite a couple of blocks away from the school. One day, on the way to the studio, there were all these helicopters and cars speeding by. We really didn't know what was going on. When we got to the studio, this guy had the news on, and he was like, this kid just went and started blasting fools. So we started jamming, and that rhyme just came out natural, or that rhyme just naturally came out. Then Wuv put that drum beat on, and the song was born. So right there... So they just wrote it on that day. They were like, yeah, they were feeling intense, and the only thing that they knew is they were together with their instruments, and that so they, they... wrote this track. Damn. Yeah, they didn't write it to, like, make an anthem, nor did they write it to necessarily so it just fight anything. nothing but emotion. Just yeah, they just needed emotion. to play their instruments. Yeah, that's cool. That explains a lot. I mean, like, you can definitely tell when certain tracks have passion behind them. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> well, Youth of a Nation is, is an important song, especially for that era. I mean, it was something that everybody heard. It was all over the place. Yeah, Youth of a Nation. <laughs> um, the third single from Satellite was Boom. Oh, yeah, that one got a lot of, of, of um, play, yeah. especially in ad-type stuff. Yeah, and it's significant for being used heavily in sporting events, like short clips, like Boom! Here comes, and then that's all you know. And then they skip to Kanye West, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but it also has gotten like a lot of soundtrack play, it's done very well. Uh, but here's a little interesting note following the September 11th attacks, Boom was the only POD song included on the list of songs deemed inappropriate by Clear Channel Communications. What does that mean? So they wouldn't play it, even though it was a single. On the clear air? channel communication, it would... so it was like a radio service that essentially is owns iHeartRadio now, that kind of thing. So they basically have a, a nationwide um, stranglehold, of, yeah, of radio stations. Yep, and they were not playing boom. boom? Why? It's a sounds way too aggressive and explosive, Isaac. What? Yeah. No. No, not they boom. They were wrong. okay Um, how many tracks were on that list what do you mean i mean how many singles were on that list in all uh there were four including satellite four pods or four total what are you talking about the list of songs that they wouldn't play oh i have i don't know how many songs so it's probably like i see what you're saying yeah it was probably large okay but pod got one on there (laughs) all right um so that was all in 2001 we skip ahead. It's been a little while. February 2003. Okay, two years. It's, yep. not, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. but Pretty any, normal. An email is sent out to the email chain of POD fans 
A note from Stunny says that Marcus Curiel left, quote, to pursue his own vision apart from POD. Marcus disputed this. Oh. Oh, what did Marcus say? Um, What does Marcus have to say? He said it was because of religious differences and that he was essentially kicked out. Oh, Marcus said he was kicked out. That's right. Um, It was a bit odd because they had... Marcus really wasn't a, a Christian, like a... Like when you in go to read the this, they are. when you go to read the thanks in satellite, he very much is like God first, and then uh, later on he has the curses bleeped out. Oh, okay. But I mean, they're all like that. Yeah, none of them are saints. They're all just normal people. Sure. Um, so Marcus and them apparently did not get along, but they almost immediately had a new guitar player guitar player yeah they were probably like so we're the band pod and we need a guitar player not necessarily they had toured with this band for i believe they had known them for almost eight years at this point and their guitarist Drace, jason truby 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 that's a great name i'm yeah. gonna call him truby from now on uh he wasn't with them at the time but they knew him and he joined pod Oh, he just left his other band? Boom. Well, no, he wasn't with oh, Living oh, Sacrifice. Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah. So he was doing, he's freelancing. He was a yeah, freelance guitarist. That's right. So, boom, they went and they recorded the sing- <laughs> the single, or one of the singles for the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack. Ooh. That's right. That Sleeping movie. Awake. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, but the song was great. Sleeping Awake. Yeah, I've heard it. It's great. It was uh, also included at the... In on international releases of the Payable on Death album, which is the oh, next really? album that they recorded with Jason Truby, Payable a self-titled album. I thought Payable on Death was older than two thousand three, November two thousand three. Wow. Okay. It has more of a rock influence with the guitar, but you can you can hear that come through. But they were also trying to explore new sounds, and it also have more has a bit more reggae in there. I do like some reggae mixed in with my. Pop. It's nice. I like I like that album a lot. Um, it's one of my personal favorites, the Payable on Death album. The one that used to have the thug with the gun. No, that's Snuff the Punk. Oh, Payable on Punk. Payable on Death was the one with this the, uh, the triangle thing. Right? What? No, no, no. God. What? Which one was Payable, Payable on Death? Death? Has this naked lady with butterfly oh, wings. Oh, that's right. I remember all that, that now. controversy. Yep. They are no. Strangers to controversy. They like to amp it up every few years. But largely it's caused by their identification of... Not being normal band members who have a faith base. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like Christians don't understand it. And then people who aren't Christians are like, we don't really care, but we don't understand it either. Um, Because they don't fit into the black and white, the, the traditional Christian mold. There's a, there's a song on one of the old albums... And I can't remember the exact name, but there's just this part where Sonny over and over is just screaming. He goes, black or white, who is right? <laughs> over and over again. And I'm like, man, your later stuff is good. <laughs> man, I'm glad that you grew out of this I'm glad that shit. you kept working forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this is one of my favorite things. In 2000... 2000- Ever? Like in the top thousand or something. Oh, sure. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, P.O.D. co-headlines the Meteora Linkin Park tour. Oh, shit. The American leg of it. Yeah. Holy cow. That's a big deal. Linkin Park, P.O.D., the other bands. That is 
cool as hell. See, I guess everybody else doesn't understand, but yeah, Linkin Park and P.O.D. are two of my favorite bands. Like, I mean, P.O.D. has always been my favorite band, but Linkin Park. Number two. So good. Yep, right there. So that was a thing that I didn't get to see. Yep, I bet you didn't. But. What year was that? That was 2004. Yeah, so you were what? Nine. Nine. Yeah, there's no (laughs) way that you got to see that. I didn't get to go to the Linkin Park P.O.D. tour. No, Uh no. Um, but there is a recording of Linkin Park doing their final uh, One Step Closer song, and Sonny comes out and performs it with them. That's Professionally cool. recorded. It's good. Yeah. I just like to note that because it, I love that. So anyway, <laughs> uh, November 2005, the Warriors EP Volume 2. Ooh. Yep. And Volume 2. Which of- the first Warriors EP had original tracks on it, right? That were only on the EP. Yeah. And one of the, they're mostly instrumental stuff. Okay. Now, the Warriors EP2 had demos from the upcoming album, different names and everything, some different lyrics. Okay. Obviously different sounding a bit. And then a cover of a Paola's song. Don't ask me who that is. Okay. I won't then. Thank you. I was just about to. The song is called Are Eyes they of a like Stranger. A Christian band? <laughs> no. But they're like, they? <laughs> what I could understand really quickly is that they're like an older punk reggae-ish group. Okay. Yeah. Good enough for me. Anyway, they made a song. I didn't really care. You just told me not to ask you. Uh, called Eyes of a Stranger. <laughs> and P.O.D. covered it. It sounded great. Good. And that was uh, the Warriors EP2 with Jason Truby. Truby. My man Truby. January 2006. So a couple months after the EP release, the album Testify comes out. Oh, this is the red one? No. That's it's green. Okay. Is this the one that has the triangle? What triangle? <laughs> the Trinity Triangle. I think that's POD. Or or no, no, no. I think that's satellite, right? Oh yeah. It does. Okay. Probably. Oh my god. I have no idea. Okay. Clearly I don't know these albums at all. <laughs> so it's probably not even one with a triangle. Um there is. I think you're maybe you're thinking of the week the awakening. That comes much later. I'll find out. Okay, yeah. I've got this. So January in 2006, Testify comes out. And this one, the first single for the album, Goodbye For Now, has a very oh, young a, Katy Perry on it. Yeah. It's a great song, too. Yeah. It's a great song. I, Katy Perry. Is Katy she credited? Pa- no. An uncredited Katy Perry. Yeah. On POD. I mean, I guess you could probably find it in the footer notes, but it's right. not at all like That's a featuring Katy Perry. Uh, which I knew that because the limited edition of Testify uh, came in a hardback book containing two CDs. The first one had the album, and then the second one had some bonus tracks, some demo tracks, but it also had the entire album with commentary from the band. Oh, really? Yeah. Audio commentary? Yep. So here they are. They're listening to Goodbye for Now, and they're like, um, yeah, we had this vocalist she was hanging around and we were talking to her and her name was uh, uh katie perry that was the one so i remember going into the mp3 thing and being like and featuring katie perry years later that meant something <laughs> it is the same katie perry yeah it is that's crazy yeah well years ago they're, she they're she released an right. album under the name katie hudson and it was like uh christian songs that she'd covered that's where she started Just covered christian songs mm-hmm. get that that market Lockdown. Lockdown that market. 
Yeah, she kissed she's the girl. She's kept it ever since. Yeah, she's perfect at it. Sometimes they play her music in churches. They're like, all right, it's time to worship the Lord with some music. Let's listen to, oh, this is a good one. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Oh, this one's, I love to go to sleep to this because it makes me think of God <laughs> and fear him. <laughs> all right, so back to P.O.D. Yes, um, so they released Testify. I love the, the album Testify. It's one of my favorites. Features Modest Yahoo. Modest Yahoo. <laughs> I'm sure he loves to be called that that way. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, Ask him. Modest. Yeah. Yahoo. Yes. That's. Oh, I'm so glad you you're answering. How do you like your name <laughs> to be said? I don't give a shit. Oh, oh sweet. From the from the man himself. Yep. Near the end of that year, 2006, <laughs> in November, P.O.D. released their greatest hits album. P.O.D. Greatest Hits. That's the, the red one. Yes. With the triangle. Did it have the triangle? I see what you're saying now. The greatest hits, the Atlantic years. I thought you were talking about an album. This is a comp- compilation. It's an album to me. To be fair, it had two tracks that were nov- never released. Number one was Going In Blind, a song they wrote for the Greatest Hits album, and it was the single for that album. Number two was Here We Go, which was an unreleased track from the album Testify. Two little um, cocktail party facts. You take those real quick, shove them in your pocket. Whenever you're at a cocktail party, whip them out. Pull one out at a time. Be like, bam, blow them in the people's faces. Yeah, use them. Give them a little smack on the butt. Send them off. Goodbye, sir. Put them in people's cocktails. And Um, say, hey, this is your cocktail fact. They were getting ready to depart from Atlantic Records. That's why they were doing the Atlantic years. Where were they going? They uh, stated that the company had changed. Atlantic Records? What? What company? Like like the Fellowship of the Ring Company or the (laughs) the label company? No, the Atlantic Records, they had changed and they shared a different vision. And so they were looking at at other outlets. Okay. Yep. Now, during this time, Wov and Marcus had been talking again as friends. Oh, yeah. They were making up. Yep. Marcus was reconnecting with the band and talking to everybody. And reconciling nice. and saying that he was a bit off. He was a bit extreme. Hmm. So I guess I tried to figure out what happened. But exactly. Nobody really, knows. nobody really knows. Maybe it's just as well. Maybe he'd rather nobody know. And you know what? Maybe it is just as well. But yeah, they got together. They reconciled their differences. Um, and so Marcus called the band's manager and you know he had known them, him, just as long as the band and talked to everybody. And he was talking about it. At that time, Jason called the manager for something. And so the manager didn't take his call because he was like, ah, shit, I haven't talked to Marcus in a long time. I got to figure out what's going on. So then he calls Jason back that night. And Jason's just like, man, I feel like I need to leave the band. Like, I've got other projects. So it's just <laughs> not. Cow. And so he was like, holy shit. This timing. And so there's a bunch of articles from Chuby being like, genuinely, nobody pushed anybody. It all just seemed to happen this way. It's just, it was like it was supposed to happen this way. Yeah. I mean, you look at PUD's career and you're like, it, 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 there could it be a God. It's lucky. <laughs> like, it just worked. That's cool. It That's is. That's really convenient. I bet the manager was like, holy shit, this is great for me. <laughs> So the band got back together and they started recording again. Under no record. Under, well, no, they eventually got a record company. I didn't look it up. 
You don't know what label I don't. they're under now? No. Oh. Well, they've been under different labels. So how long was this hiatus? Uh, between 2006 and 2008. Oh, that's not a hiatus. That's just two years. Not much of a hiatus, no. No. In April 2008, they released Angels and Serpents Dance. This is the white cover. When Angels and Serpents Dance, This is yes. such a great cover, too. Um, it had Marcus on the guitars again and a fresh-looking Sonny. He had cut off his dreads. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? In 2008, Sonny cut his dreads. He said it was because being a dread, wearing dreads, that used to mean something, and dreads were not about a style necessarily. And, you know, it, it goes on and on, but they weren't so for like, him I, anymore. It, I don't have a good reason to it's wear these not anymore. A, yeah, that, that wasn't his identity. It had become something that people saw entirely different. And he wasn't just his dreads. Right, so he shaved it all off. He did? Wow. Um, After how many years? <clears throat> wow. From growing them? I guess maybe 2008, 91... He probably well no he started at Snuff the Punk ninety four. Okay, so like fifteen years or so, give or take. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. July. Oh. Two thousand and eight. Don't ask me to count the months. Fifteen years, give or take, is close enough. No, I'm just saying. Here's, oh. Here's what happens in July two thousand and eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is this is essential, Isaac. The Nexus. The phone. A, a P- no, oh. a POD graphic novel is released. Oh, whoops. Shouldn't have done that. It is confusing as fuck. <laughs> so, uh, here's the a simple premise. Sonny. The band's leader. Wub. The band's bassist. No, drummer. Drummer. Trey is, is the bassist. And then Marcus, the guitar, the guitar. player, yes. rocking out a show. Yes, okay. And they're like, what's that? It looks like the uh, the light, the fireworks went off early. The Chosen, what's that? Oh, well. And then um, this evil being comes through the crowd and like starts taking souls from the, from the crowd. And nobody notices until aliens uh, uh, attack. Uh, 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 <laughs> Wait, so they get attacked by multiple things at once? Not even kidding. During the middle of a show? Well, no, no, no. They're... The aliens attack later. Like, for some reason, they don't notice any of this. And then the aliens attack the entire fucking world. Oh, they just come and they're like, we're going to glass your So planet. P.O.D. all suit up into their superhero outfits. Obviously, which they have. Obviously is how they treat it in this book. <laughs> right, so P.O.D.'s all suited up to go kick some criminal ass. Some otherworldly extraterrestrials. So they go out trying to find the Chosen. She's just this girl. And she was chosen by yep. somebody. They literally go over all over the entire world. Looking for this Chosen girl. Fighting aliens. <laughs> and then eventually... Over what period of time? A couple days. So <laughs> eventually... How do they travel? Oh, so they're superheroes, so they run really fast. <laughs> all over the world? Yeah. Can they run across water? Yeah, well, they also have <laughs> jets, Isaac. They're P.O.D. Oh, they use their private They're jets. They're like Death Clock, the most popular, greatest rock <laughs> band in all of history. They basically rule the universe of that world. Yes. Who's Death Clock? Oh, Death Clock is uh, the band from the show Metalocalypse. They're essentially 
a band of metal players that are so popular that they <laughs> they are the the pop culture like they literally went from michael jackson and then they multiplied that by a hundred they took over what is popular so uh, that's what this comic feels like to me <laughs> okay so ba- pod just kind of had a little bit of an ego trip and wrote a graphic i don't think novel. so i don't think so i feel like somebody made a poor decision and allowed them to <laughs> allowed them to ego trip it included an album with some some POD tracks, but again... It, Wait, it was like an audiographic novel? No, no, it just had some bonus stuff. But again, it feels like Ooh. somebody else did all this. Okay. Because these tracks were like demos, bonus, weird stuff, you know? And, and then like whenever you go to the, D, the CD-ROM, enhanced! Enhanced! You can view images, but there's some from Truby, some from Marcus, some from Modern, some from Past, some that are large, small. There's no fucking like like i don't know if this is authorized really it's it that seems, weird it's so weird because well, i don't know they had a we'll get to the game but they had a game that was just as good pod yeah oh well they didn't necessarily have a game that came out with uh payable on death it was an amplitude was the game but oh, pod had some songs so in like there the demos were pod songs. and in the demo track there was an exclusive song space that's terrible <laughs> it was bad it was really bad yeah not no, as bad as this it. comic it book. so the evil guy turns them against each other and now they're fighting Ooh, each other as evil people yeah do. yeah but one of them knows what's going on trey and then they all get back together oh, and then they fight trey the evil and they the fight the aliens they oh, kill they the queen alien win. all the other aliens are dead <laughs> everybody's really excited <laughs> Woo, thank you, and then, wait 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 they play a show at the end and live happily ever after absolutely goddamn movie <laughs> Sounds like the um, story of the 21st century. The band took a four-year break. The, the comic killed them. <laughs> they were like, we can't show our faces after this. No, really, though, they took a four-year break at this time. That's a hiatus. Yeah. Um, it was mostly because they wanted to spend time with their family, uh, take a break from the music industry. Fair. They had literally gone from kids in the garage to multi-platinum selling artists. That's pretty incredible. TRL requested. And continuing to make positive music, losing a bandmate, getting him back in, <laughs> you know, this. It this is incredible that they, they have completely stuck together. Yeah, and now he's back. In July 2012, Murdered Love comes out. Oh, yes. Murdered Love is the new album by POD, and they are back with a heavy sound, a positive sound still. But they have also decided that they are making music, first and foremost, that they believe in. And trust me, I've watched a lot of interviews for doing this episode. They're very nice about this. But they're like, you know, we're not really accepted by the Christian people or like the secular. And, you know, we, we don't really care either way. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we, we know where we stand. Yeah, they That's really good. do. It's, it's, it's really great to, to see these people, regardless if it's about Christianity or not. They're... This is this is my belief. I I plan to stand by that through the way that I sing my music, play my music, act at my rock shows. Yeah, all I of get it. to do what I want. You don't tell me. Yeah. How I'm going to express myself? It's great. That's awesome. So they released "Murdered Love." Now we give that little intro. "Murdered Love" is more raw and personal. I think all of the lyrics were written by Sonny. 
and all of the music was composed by the band for Murdered Love. That's nice. Yeah, on most of the other albums, you can easily go through. Right. Uh, there's, there's always uh, a always that helps out and everything. Or other artists that contributed, right, right, right. or even under you know pen names. But this one specifically, they did a, everything. So the final track. This is where we are going to have a little conversation. The final track caused controversy for its I content. Did it? Track eleven called "I, I Am." Am. Um, it has been on. Christian shelves this album without this track. This <laughs> yeah, the deluxe album was re-released without the track. The deluxe album was re-released without the track, and it has never truly been released unedited. Not no. that it's that bad. So the song is called "I Am," and it starts out with like, "I am the murderer, the pervert, sick to the core." I am the unclean dope fiend. I am the whore. And as it goes on, then you reach the chorus and he's like, are you the one who's come to set me free? Because if you knew who I am, would you really want to die for me? You say They say you are the cursed man, the one who hangs from this tree. Well, if you knew who I am, would... What? Am I doing it wrong? You yeah, tell I think, me. I think you're doing it wrong. Uh, what, me? No, that, me? the reason is, is because I'm saying it out loud. I'm just going to say what the line is. And who the fuck are you yeah he goes i they say you are the one and only son of god so tell me who the fuck is he you would but, think i should i should know that but you yeah think, but he doesn't say fuck in the song he, he says does. fuck in the song but they turn it they, around they yeah they reversed it they reversed it so it's who the <laughs> anyway the line is they tell me you are the one and only son of god so tell me who the fuck is he yep and the song's and, and really good. And that's really what he says. He says it, and then they just turn it around. So that yes. it's like somewhat edited. So here is a quote from Sonny in an interview, because as you might imagine, this has come up. I, yeah, I bet it has. It has come up. Um, he goes, it's a crazy and sick world out there. From hanging out with these kids, you don't feel like you're being a comfort when you believe God can save them and take their dark world and turn it upside down. I understand that faith when it gets lumped in with religion becomes very confusing especially christianity there's a stereotype that kids want nothing to do with and i believe that faith is their only way out so we have to love them help them and make them believe that this christian thing isn't what they think i'm not representing a religion i'm representing a god who can help you change and give you a meaning beyond where you are his whole point is these are the kids out there who are looking for somebody to give them some sort of hope. Right. This this faith without um, a, a tight constraint. Yeah. A Wait. faith without a religion. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So Christians weren't all happy about it because they believe uh, that this really? music is for them. <laughs> this is our music and you can't have it. Um, a reviewer for the website, Jesus, I actually quoted this because it was just so crazy to me. A reviewer for the website, JesusFreeKideOut.com wrote, it's been a point of contention for quite some time now since an unedited form of the song made the rounds to media. Thankfully, the guys decided to edit the word after some prayer and de deliberation. But the fact remains that it is plainly there and recognizable. <laughs> Smeared out or not, in my opinion on the matter, I find it unacceptable. The usage of such a word directly after the name of Christ is completely disheartening and dirties the most beautiful name on earth. Oh, I understand reaching out to a person that doesn't know Christ. 
but that doesn't mean Do we have to act or talk like them to accomplish the mission. Role playing or not. And then he goes on <laughs> to say in the roundup of the review, murdered love would have easily garnered a four-star rating without the disappointment of I am. <laughs> it's like one of the best tracks on the album. But that one song sadly skews the entire album. Holy crap. What? We live in a digital age where the track can be skipped from our favorite online retailer. But it's hard to recommend this album to a younger music fan. The world certainly is a harsh environment, as Sonny alluded to in an online interview. But it is but is it necessary to purposely place that environment in the middle of our Christian homes? Fuck that guy. First of all. So first of all, that last sentence pissed me off. That is kind of funny. Um, a long time ago I was reading this article about that track and it took me off into this other article about Mumford and Sons and their use of they have one fuck per album. Every single album has well, except for the live ones, of course. One fuck per album. And he was just talking about like the the linguistic usage of of cuss words and how Mumford and Sons use it and then how POD used it in the album. And he was like a total Christian, but he was like arguing for why Sonny did this and he was like and and it works. It makes sense. And the more you listen to that song, you don't hear um, anybody talking to a Christian person. You don't necessarily hear somebody talking to a broken down person either. You hear somebody saying, I understand why you say, who the fuck is this guy to love me? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's, so it's, you're going, it's, okay, I'll listen to more of him. Yeah. I, he, he gets it. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get it. Now, Sonny said he hasn't played that song live. I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, the band's like, Sonny doesn't want to sing that song live. And he's like, I don't want to be like screaming in a kid's face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like since I'm a little strange, daddy called me a faggot. <laughs> oh, it is a good song. It, it is a good really song, is. though. Yeah. Um. So that that's how 2012 went. Boy, that was a, a cool move on their part to just go ahead and drop it. it and it's a really good it. album, though. The whole album is, is really album. good. Um, it's a heavy album, and you can tell that they were ready to rock those fucking four years out hard. <laughs> they had four years of pent-up rock in them. They also had a slow, beautiful track. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Is the, the track name, beautiful? The name of the track is yeah, beautiful. it's amazing. But it really is. It's slow. It has very melodic. I it's love good. that song. Yeah. In fact, it's one of the only ones I really listen to on the album. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I like the whole album. I know you do. You like all of them. I do. I'm a big old fan. All right. So we're catching up to where they currently are. August 2015, The Awakening is released. 2015? Yep. It's a concept album. By the band, it tells so us... So explain what a concept album is, because I okay. didn't really know this. So let's say that you're listening to Green Day's American Idiot. You're essentially going to follow the Jesus of suburbia, this young man and his trek through being an American idiot. <laughs> I don't want to be an American idiot. A concept album essentially has a story. Okay. In Peyote's The Awakening, you will hear a lot of actual people talking in between tracks but the songs really do give you a story and it's about this young man who is essentially being hunted down he's not sure he's 
Not sure what's happening. He's back and forth, but he thinks somebody's trying to kill him. He's involved with drugs. He's stealing cars. He's not sure if he's even awake yet, but he finds, you know, forgiveness in his heart. It's not necessarily about finding God. He finds the awakening by the end, and he forgives his old man, who is just fucking fucked him his whole life made him who he is yeah so basically it's almost like a musical where there's a little little bit there's like skits in between the songs yeah and then the music drives the the yeah. story it's a great album i have been listening to it more and more i love the awakening so good so good they've they've been solid ever since the beginning it's not like you know some of these bands put out one or two great albums and then it's about it but some of them keep not good chill. That's, P.O.D. That's why I like to roll with Linkin Park, too. Both P.O.D. and Linkin Park like to uh, keep moving ahead, trying new things, working. Yep. Yep. Sometimes it doesn't work. All right. Let's go ahead and <laughs> take a short little break here, and we'll jump over into the recommendations. Okay. All right, and we are back. Isaac, yes. For, for, okay, you're really trigger happy. For today's recommendation, I figured it, after going all over all of these POD albums, it's only fair to recommend one of those instead of being like... Listen to all of these Exactly. Albums. Yeah, it's always good to have a... Or a, being like, here's a single song out of everything. Yeah. What's, what's an album they should really hear? So I really took some time. I've been listening to all of them. For the last two weeks. For the last 20 years. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> Honestly. So, I am going to recommend that you all listen to When Angels and Serpents Dance. It's a great album cover. It is a great album cover. It is a great album. Again, that's when Marcus came back to the band. They took two years, and they started to write this thing the fuck out. And it comes out Is nice. how they did it? They wrote yeah. it the fuck out? Well, it's also whenever Sonny came back, he had his hair cut. So the, the first just, track comes new. off heavy. Oh, the first track's great. And, and as it goes along, you start to hear these incredible tracks, including another song like the one we mentioned before, which was called Beautiful. This one contains a song called It Doesn't Rain Every Day, or It Can't Rain Every Day. Yeah, it Can't great. Rain Every Day. And it is a sad song and a beautiful tune. It really is. Yeah. That's about the only one I listened to on that album. <laughs> that and Addicted. <laughs> well, we, we uh, recommend When Angels and Serpents Dance out of all of these albums. Isaac! Uh, you caught me off guard. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you have uh, any other questions about P.O.D.? This is a topic I'm very confident with. Just like have Keith and the Girl last time. live? P.O.D.? Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I have not. And it actually kills me. To be fair, before I lived in a very rural area, made it more difficult... And then I heard about them once here, but it was about the morning or day of, and... It was just too late. It was. Yep. Sad, too, because at that time, they were playing the Awakening Tour at small clubs. Oh, that would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. So, any other POD questions to make me sad? Uh, are they ever coming back here? <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> no? They're not. What? I don't know. They could. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe they'll listen to this and they're like, Sonny, we'll, we'll do a backyard tour. <laughs> oh, man. That would probably be your favorite. Thing I would ever. pee my pants. Like, they would be like, we have to right, deal guys, with this person know, who peed his like, pants. When you're going, I'll record him peeing his pants <laughs> so that you get that excitement. Door opens. Pants ah, peed. He just 
You and I go goggles. to hug him, and he's like, nope. Nope, you have <laughs> pee in your pants. Go change. No more questions, Isaac. Damn it. It's time to start wrapping up. And if you want to see all of the album covers, including the recommended When Angels and Serpents Dance it's album the cover. One. It's the white one. <laughs> You can visit us at DaveAndIsaac.com. We'll have all the images up there and the link for the album. You can follow us on Twitter at DaveAndIsaac, where you can see what we're up to. You can also like us on Facebook. We have a little group there. It's Facebook.com slash DaveAndIsaac. Isaac. Me. You. I know who me is. If they have any questions, corrections, Mm -hmm. thoughts, or ideas for topics... Or anything else. Where should they send those? They should probably send them by carrier pigeon. <laughs> probably. It's the quickest way. <laughs> it's the quickest Anymore. way. Anymore. Um, but I guess if you want to take the slow route, you could email us at daveandisaac at gmail.com. That's right. D-A-V-E-A-N-D-I-S-A-A-C at G-M-A-I-L dot com. At first, I thought you were worried about your name, but nope, you're worried that they get all of it. Um, they can also call us if they're, you know, in the 1930s on the phone. Yeah, and they want to pay those long distance fees. Um, they can call us on our hotline and leave us a message at 720-593-1182. And Isaac, hmm. you know what they should do? Hmm. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Hmm. Subscribe to... Mm. Sounds better? Meh. You don't care? (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to and rate us on iTunes. If you would, please, we would appreciate it. And it helps us look very good. We're also available on Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean. better. (laughs) Okay, I see. Basically, everywhere you listen to podcasts, if you can, rate us there. Just search for Dave and Isaac. And unless you have anything else to add... No? Oh. No. All right. Then we will see. I think so. What? But give me a minute. No! (laughs) All right. I'll say no. Okay. Oh, wait. What? No. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Check one, two, is this thing on? Hey, how you doing? Sorry you can't get through. Sunny from the P.O.D., leave your number, and my homie gets back to you.